Okay, dude. So I gotta tell you. Okay, tell uh, me. I I decided because I was thinking about the trailer of uh-huh. of our podcast yeah. and thinking about me using the word buck wild, and I wanted to know where that was from. Like I was, and I well, so I searched Wikipedia for buck wild just to see what would come like, up. Like 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 proper etymology or like why? Because I just hey, I ladies. wanted to. S- yeah, I just wanted to see if there was any like um, cultural significance that uh-huh. had its own Wikipedia page. There's not. Uh, there are two pages though that are buck wild. One is a rapper. Um, yeah, that sounds right. That I think I feel like I'm vaguely familiar with. Yeah. And the second, in the early 2000s, there was an MTV reality show called Buck Wild about west virginia teens it was like the laguna beach of charleston west virginia you could be making and all of this up and i would never know that dude tracks that, Wiki- that wikipedia page was wild oh my God. uh that there is a full section that has like four different entries about the arrests of the the cast members uh. after the show and then one the the show got canceled because one of the cast members died of carbon monoxide poisoning. What? <laughs> yeah. Which actually, reading what happened, it kind of makes sense. He, I, I guess he was off-roading. Oh. He got he was off-roading, like mudding, mm. uh, which is a thing in the South. And yeah. um, the, the tailpipe got caught in the mud and suffocated in his car. Oh, because he was stuck long. in the mud? Yeah. That's brutal. That's a bad way that, to go. That's a you don't bad like way to go. That so is, that's a terrible way to go, but also tracks. Yeah. Well, on that note, you want to get into it? <laughs> Let's fucking get into it. Welcome to the Hegelian Friendship Simulator, the podcast where we talk about Wikipedia and talk from Wikipedia and talk out of our asses, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yep, I'm joined by my co-host Alex Virgil, who is the rightful heir to the Habsburg throne. Oh my god, you and... remembered. <laughs> <laughs> and? Yep. There's no end. Uh, well, well, I was going to say the rightful heir to the Austro-Hungarian Empire, but mm. uh, I don't need any um, Orban, Orban stands in our mentions, all right? We get it. Victor Orban. He's we're already going to get it. Yeah, we're already going to get, get it because of who I am. Um, and, of course, as always, I'm joined by John Miklas, who uh, has never seen a rainbow, which really explains. It is true. Explains yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like Irish guilt, you know. Yeah, I'll never find my lucky charms. You'll just never see one, and yeah, I can't give you any shit for it. But um, <laughs> at the time of this recording, what's what's happening? We are uh, Joe Biden has won the popular yeah, it, and the electoral vote. It's not uh, Alaska it's 11, though. Eleven eleven. It's Armistice Day. Armistice um, Day. So we're both wearing our poppies, you know, to celebrate no, the um. The fallen soldiers from World War One. That's correct. Uh, or I guess I guess now it's Veterans Day, right? It is Veterans Day. Uh, 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 it's Veterans Day. What else? COVID's back on the rise. Yeah, COVID's happening. 
Uh, there's rumblings of a coup. I don't know. It's probably gonna be probably gonna be like five days um, till we post this. So you know, uh, future future selves, if we've already hit the uh, dystopian future in those five days, it, anything is possible. You know, it, it's entirely possible. So just uh, remember to pack clean underwear, right? Pack clean underwear. I. That's fucking hilarious you say that. Because I, I, I've had a bug out bag all year, just in case, just in case. You know? <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Where do you go? I think you go to Idlewild, right? I think, like yeah. That. But inland seems kind of scary for... <laughs> right yeah. Now, contextually, but um, I, I always say put your back to the ocean, get a boat that's coming by, and head north. <laughs> um, the Olympic National Forest is the last bastion of liberal freedom yeah I, I could see that i could see that that could yeah. be the the holdout spot it's beautiful um yeah and then you just hit port angeles and cross over into victoria if you need and then in the meantime if you're into uh twilight forks is right there too boom what else do you need what right? else do you what need else? yeah um but i literally it's been a sec since i did laundry so i went into my bug out bank to pull out clean undies <laughs> <No>. <laughs> They're normal clean undies that I had packed, but I was like, oh, I can hold off for another day. Um, so uh, yeah. Do you have any, any old business from um, any past episodes? No, I mean, we posted. We are official. We are live. Uh, yep. You know, we're almost in the three three digits for our all-time listens. That's pretty good. Yeah. Soon to be three thousand digits. Yeah, that's all. That's way too many people. I don't know thousand digits. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That's think... too many digits. Yeah. Uh, again, we're more humanities types type people. We're not going to be talking too much about. I think both of us have very specifically steered clear of what is actually a pretty lengthy math and sciences section in the unusual articles page, and yeah. I just scroll past so quickly. <laughs> I haven't taken a math course since I was six. No, seven, I guess no, sixteen years old. <gasps> I took more math than you. <laughs> oh yeah, I, yeah, I, I guess that's a, not too. I'm surprising. a mess. I'm a mess. Uh, never took calculus either. I don't think. I, I did take calculus, and I almost, um, I almost had my acceptance to theater school rescinded on account of my calculus scores, which would have been the exact kind of irony. That would have really yep. rounded out my high school life. Yep, um, that would didn't have. fail though. So, at a boy, got an A, got an A. Actually, I pulled it around. Hey, good for you. Yeah, thank you. Um, I I do have a rec based okay. on a past topic. Oh, please. Um, so Check your if toilets. you listen, if you listen to episode two, mm-hmm. uh, my uh, my topic was about the men going their own way, the MGTOW movement. Oh, that's um, that's where you're basing your recommendation <laughs> off. Okay. Yeah. So I've I've recently joined. Uh, I'm very <laughs> interested. Uh, no. It, so there, uh, a podcast I like uh, called Champagne Sharks. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they kind of talk a lot about race and politics and pop culture, kind of through a, a lens of um, I don't know, like a critical leftist right. lens. Um, they have a two part series about the Black Manosphere. So kind of oh. like an alternate reality to yes. the stuff that we were talking about. Go way more in depth. They had a guy on who, for whatever fucking reason, chronicles 
from a like a critical lens like he mm. he's against it chronicles all of the youtube videos in the black manosphere oh okay yeah yeah this and is like so, kind of like what like they're probably they're probably more right-leaning yeah ho- yeah they, like ho- i mean ho- hotep types count too yeah a- very 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 anti-feminist like mm-hmm. fundamentally anti-feminist but like the the alternate reality version or the the you know the parallel to MGTOW mm-hmm. is this uh, SYSBM movement, the okay. Save Yourself Black Man movement, which oh. is specifically about black men who um, eschew black women. And it's very gross only, and only, only black women? Yeah, specifically black women. Like they uh. like put black, white women on a pedestal, hate black women. It's very. I, I mean, it was. It's a very interesting discussion. I highly recommend cool. uh, two part series. The most recent Champagne Sharks. It is a very interesting angle that you don't uh, particularly hear even in this large scale national discussion about race. So, yeah, That's yeah, good... exactly. I mean, I think especially now in retrospect of the election that this like weird, like racial. Uh, goes against logic move towards trump of mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. people of color i mean i and i think th- th- there's so much noise in all right. of that too like w- when we're, we're talking about minuscule amounts of people right. and i mean on top i, I mean the thing is so, that... so fucking stupid in this country like, yeah that's the thing like we no race should be thought of as a monolith mm-hmm. when it comes to political positioning mm-hmm. and and honestly, I am never going to vote for a Republican ever, ever. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm totally to the point where the Democratic Party doesn't owe any, or, or we don't owe the Democratic Party fucking anything. No. They owe us. Mm-hmm. Like, they need to figure out what, th- this is not, and, and, and us collectively, but more specifically, they owe people of color. Which I am not. Let me be clear. Uh, Literally, the best thing they can do is listen. That's 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 kind of yeah. my like one thing about Joe Biden specifically is like, okay, he seems like a guy who's willing to listen. Now, whether the entire party can also embody that is a uh, is not something I'm holding my breath. Totally, for, you know. But like that would be the best thing they could do is literally just listen, just listen. Right. Absolutely. You know, but no, yeah, absolutely. But this is definitely when it gets into that whole thing of, like, ultimately, you know, it's all a big game for people of a certain class, so. Yeah, yeah. You know? There might be some um, other more uh, on-the-ground kind of action that needs to take place, ultimately. But the nice thing is we will, like, I I feel that, uh, you know, liberals will hold the Democratic Party uh, accountable at least in the same way that they intend to with the intended to with the Trump administration, like yeah, well, yeah, I think that there there is a more organized and energized left, right? That and a, a group of people who I include myself in that like actually probably no longer consider themselves liberals. Yeah, like, exactly. I, I would much more classify myself as a progressive, or right. I mean at this a socialist yeah and i feel strongly about that and as much as 
as much as the left is going to get scapegoated over right. the next four years, which is going to happen, yeah. they also have have a position now to fight back mm-hmm. and to advocate. Mm-hmm. And and I think that it needs to detach itself from like democratic consultant messaging. You yeah. know, like I believe in this stuff because I believe in it, not because I it wins elections or whatever the fuck. I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna water down my personal positions on stuff just so that that some like um zombie i uh C- former CIA agent from Ohio can get elected in a swing district. I don't give a fuck. I don't give yeah. a fuck about that person. What message is right? Like let's and and so I don't know. I, I personally believe that realness is, like is going to win out over this canned I hope so. Political half speak. So. Who knows? I don't. Know. I mean, I think it I, it will on a larger scale than in, in, any other time. But uh, you know, hopefully, it's enough to tip the scales. Truly, yeah. in a fun, like in a proper way. But the we'll the see. um, this election in particular felt a little bit more like sports ball. Like we've been moving in that direction where politics right. feels like sports. And yeah. that I'm like I'm over it, man. I that hate it. Gross. I hate it so it's much. So yeah. gross. It's just games. It's like, this it, is, no, this and is... to see and to see so many people around me just like playing it in it. Yeah. Fully yeah, yeah. lost in the sauce. Yeah. Ugh. These are these are our lives, folks. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, we're deep into it. Um, I On believe it things. is. I believe it is my turn you first, to start. Yeah, you and first. you know what? That actually, this conversation actually leads perfectly into what I'm going to talk about today. Oh shit! So I can't 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 edit any of that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, all right. So the the Wikipedia page that we are kind of branching from, starting from this hole, starts mm. none other than Jim Trafficant. Jim Trafficant. Yeah, Jim Trafficant. It's He's a man's like the name. Tra- is it? Okay, okay. So uh, Jokes it, I can it, make, but everyone else, yeah. everyone can make them in their own head. Actually, more officially, uh, James Trafficant. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I, I, I deduced that he is called Jim by most people. Um, Probably. He seems like so, a Jim. So uh, James Trafficant was a Democratic and later independent politician and member of the U.S. House of Representatives from Ohio. Okay. Uh, so okay. He, he, so he served um, in Congress from Ohio's 17th district, mm. uh, which is Youngstown, Ohio. Okay. Uh, and I guess the thing that I found so fascinating about this guy okay. um, is that if you go on Wikipedia and you read about politicians, uh, specifically modern politicians or uh, contemporary politicians so let's say mm-hmm. like later than the 20th century but right. not from your exact era that you're currently living in uh-huh it is there the pol- people's specific politics are nearly incomprehensible like yeah, they okay. the the policy the concept of policy what coalition of people and what they believe in mm-hmm. and who they associate themselves with mm-hmm. makes no fucking sense right right and right out of context out of like completely out of, that. out of context yeah and so this guy 
is such a weirdo. Um, so <laughs> what are the uh, dates? What are the dates? Yeah, sorry. That's try- good- no, no, that's okay. I'm gonna try and build myself a context. All right. So he was born in 1941. Okay. Um, he was. Uh, he went to high school in Youngstown. He played football at the University of Pittsburgh. Yeah, He's actually a quarterback. Right. He played with Mike Ditka. Oh, classic. Uh, okay. He was drafted in the NFL, never played. Um, and then he had a, like, kind of a series of, I, don't, I wouldn't call them progressive, but, like, community-centered jobs. He he uh, was a part of the Youngstown Community Action Program. Okay, yeah, he involved taught, in his... Yeah, taught drug and alcohol dependency programs. Um, and then he, in 1981... He was um, elected sheriff of Mahoning County, where Youngstown is, okay, uh, in Ohio. And so, from 1981 to 1985, he was sheriff, okay, uh, and kind of he made a name for himself because he he refused to carry out, uh, he refused to execute foreclosure orders. Oh. Um, Youngstown in the 80s was, you know, I mean, Youngstown now is a pretty rough place, but Youngstown in the right. 80s the steel industry was like truly cratering on itself. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of really like struggling people. And he, he decided that he would, he wouldn't carry out these foreclosure executions. Nice. Um, and behind that. And then in 1983, so midway through his time as sheriff, he was charged by the FBI with racketeering, uh, for accepting bribes. Um, okay and this is kind of the first interesting like huh he represented himself in trial and is the only person in the history of rico the racketeering uh, rico rico yeah Yeah. racketeer influence and corrupt organizations act the only person ever in the history of rico to win get acquitted on their trial while representing themselves amazing yeah so i've seen enough movies where it, it does work. not go well it yeah. does not go well so he's got this weird like kind of i don't know i i get this feeling that he's got this kind of like weird cult leader energy yeah like some him, ted, right? like ted bundy shit yeah, yeah yeah so i thought that was really interesting um and after this after the foreclosures, after you know, the foreclosures, funny. you know that's funny. I'm so sorry. The, no, the go, thing go. that the thing that makes me think he was most, like the thing that makes me most think that he was guilty of racketeering is the fact that he pulled his own defense off. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was like you guys don't believe in this enough. I'm yeah. crazy enough to believe it. But you gotta look. You go type in. Look this guy up. He okay. is a weirdo. It looks real weird. He's got like a really weird head of hair, like a helmet almost, um, and a big mean face. Oh man, this looks like a guy that would racketeer. Oh yeah, I mean he's just got that like I like organized crime look. Oh my um, gosh! Oh what a mop! Yeah, <laughs> such a good. He's head got of hair. he's got a nice Karen haircut, swept to the side, got some volume up top, a little highlight probably graying but nice little highlight yep uh so all right because of the foreclosure stuff and because of the um the 
winning his trial in these mm-hmm. corruption charges, he kind of made a name for himself, easily wins election into the U.S. House of Representatives in 1984. These people in Youngstown, Ohio are like, nope, that's the guy that we need representing us. You know, that is our guy. Holy uh, shit, yeah. And, and, and he stays there. He gets uh, reelected eight times in a row without any serious opposition. Um, now, when he's in Congress, and this is the, the part of Wikipedia that I find so interesting, is that like, very rarely do you get a, a politician page where there's a section that's like, this is the exact stuff that they believe in. Yeah. So you kind of have to piece it all together. Right. And I found that this guy is virulently anti-abortion, uh, which doesn't really compute okay. for his political party. Uh, and he's okay. also... Um, extremely anti-illegal immigration, which actually does kind of compute in the sense uh-huh. that he is from a um, like old steel town part of. I mean, yeah, the that's what makes it like. So to he's me, got this like sense. populist, like worker, you know, working class protection yeah. kind of. Yeah. But this, he, he, so he was a supporter of immigrant re- reduction. Um, and he became the only Democratic member of Congress to advocate for a new election between Congressman Bob Dornan and Loretta Sanchez. Uh, so this is an interesting case. This kind of led me down a, a separate rabbit hole. Um, this is close to us. This is the like Orange County Santa Ana Congressional okay. District. Uh-huh. And Loretta Sanchez is the first ever Democrat to win that district. Okay. And she beat this guy, Bob Dornan, and Bob Dornan immediately claimed it was because illegal immigrants voted. Like, right. that sounds familiar, right? This, yeah, this I'm not unfamiliar the, with that shit. <laughs> this leads into the the um, the um concept that, like, things are happening in California 25 years before they're happening in the rest of the country. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, like, it's just a mirror right. into what's happening. Um, So then I clicked on this guy, Bob Dornan. He's a fucking trip. Uh yeah. This guy was such an asshole. Um, he outed a fellow Republican representative, Steve Gunderson, on the House debate floor, <gasps> accusing him of having a re- revolving door on his closet. Oh. Uh, and then in 1986, so he called a Soviet journalist a diso- disloyal, but betraying little Jew. Uh, <sighs> and then... Um, he said that he intended to say Judas, not Jew. Uh, Judas is more up for interpretation. Yeah, yeah. Still a Jew. Still a Jew, dude. Um, (laughs) But uh, that, so that was interesting. Bob Dornan got his, you know, he he lost. They didn't do a new re-election. But Jim Trafkin, he really wanted to. Um, his major uh, legislative accomplishment in the House was the adopt. This is trafficking now. Um, uh-huh. The adoption of some of his proposals to constrain enforcement activities by the IRS. So that's the other okay. thing. Now he fucking ha- he hates the IRS and he hates the FBI. Uh huh. Um, and then he has these two pet projects that I found very interesting. Just randomly in his like, this is his House of Representatives career. He was the biggest advocate and supporter of um john dem jean juke 
Does that name? Dom Jenjunjuk? Yeah, you might know him as Ivan the Terrible. Oh, shit. He was a concentration camp guard. Yeah. Who who immigrated to the United States and then was tried by the Supreme Court of Israel. There's a Netflix special about it. He was the congressman who defended this guy. So this is a rampant anti-Semite. A rampant yeah, anti-Semite. That starts to become clear. Is right. that he has this like kind of populist, you know, protecting the working man stuff. But right. then it starts to get conflated into, I, you know what? I don't like Jews. You know, that that, yeah. that kind of is like where he, he leads towards. Like he wants everyone to be happy, but that everyone is a very specific group of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's specifically not the Jews. He, oh, he doesn't really doesn't really kind of can't compute that they're people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because then he does this again. Because, OK, first, you know, it's like you do this once for this Ivan the Terrible. Yeah. Uh, it's like, all right, well, he does live in your your he lives in seven hills ohio so like he mm-hmm. close to where your congressional district is like i guess that makes sense you think he's being wrongly accused whatever he then defends this guy arthur randolph or, or sorry arthur rudolph who was a former nazi and nasa scientist who was um de- how many how many dots does it take to make a line <laughs> yeah right um uh, Arthur Rudolph was denaturalized, uh, okay. so he he was he em- immigrated to the United States through right. the uh, and Operation then ap- Paperclip, and then after and the then, government was done with all yeah. what they needed, one, once they got what they needed from his brain, they said, "Ooh, the optics are bad." Yep, um, but only after, and only after. Yeah. Uh, so, Trafficken argued that denaturalization had happened because of a powerful Jewish lobby. Um, and you know what? At the so here's the thing, though. It's like if you're a powerful Jewish lobby, uh-huh. what more righteous cause you have? Yeah. than to tell a fucking Nazi that they don't get to be an American citizen. It's like, well, yeah, that's yeah, the least. It was a powerful least... Jewish lobby. <laughs> yeah, and good thing too. <laughs> good for them. Good on them. Oh my um, gosh! All right, so that's kind of the some of the best hits uh before his unraveling okay so um, i need to remember to edit out all the parts in the beginning where i said yeah i can back that yeah i can get behind that <laughs> no no well i do think that's interesting still- be- because I, I i do think i mean at, at his core this guy is like a populist politician i mean that's also that's also and, like whether whether it was like his pe- he did it because he knew that would appease his people or whether he actually wanted to i feel like that's such a good like examination of like the american idea of being a good guy cuz it's like you just don't realize how much you're not seeing even though your intentions are like possibly good having said that he could have just been straight up mr rico man um yeah with no yeah no yeah well, we'll hard we'll, to know. We'll hard there. to know. We'll get okay. there. Uh, I I will say if you go to his talk page on um, Wikipedia, um, so this is something that someone posted wanting to get clarification on. They said, uh, "I have a well, oh, well." Actually, sorry. Let me finish real quick. Um, okay. He then in two thousand kind of went off the rails uh, as a supposed Democrat. He voted for the Republican Speaker of the House, 
like in the election for the Speaker of the House. That mm-hmm. guy is another interesting character. His name is Dennis Hastert, um, who I have somehow memory hold this man, even though he was the Speaker of the House through the entirety of the Bush administration. Um, he, and recently, wow. the thing yeah. that he's well known for is that in 2015, he was convicted of financial crimes related to covering up a an uh, a child molestation. So uh, he was a in the seventies. He was a a high school teacher and for years molested someone who then passed away in the nineties and was paying hush money to someone. It's never been re- revealed who has been blackmailing him. I mean, not that blackmail is bad in this situation, but right. Like that, that whole story is so weird and convoluted. And this guy was the third most powerful person in our government for almost the entirety of the first decade of this century, and now is in prison because a financial crimes in relation to child molestation. Yeah, which is the larger. (laughs) Yeah, that's the the bigger one. Let's let's be clear. That's so. Trafficant voted for this guy. Wow. Um, and then, I mean, he didn't know about the child molestation, though. We'll give him that, at least. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. But, <laughs> I don't know, maybe he did. Um, mm. And then, in 2002, he was convicted of 10 felony counts, including bribery, racketeering, and tax evasion. Um, he was expelled from Congress and then sentenced to seven years of prison. Uh, one interesting thing about his vote of expulsion only Uh one person voted no on expulsion okay it was another criminal (laughs) or actually actually i guess he wasn't a criminal this guy gary condit um, okay who this is a separately crazy story was having an affair with an intern at the federal bureau of prisons a woman Uh, named chandra levy i don't you've probably heard this story this is like good for a true crime podcast Oh, who it. ended up getting she went missing and then was found to have been murdered <gasps> not by him and <gasps> no one really expects suspects him of having any uh, relation to the homicide but his affair came out because she was murdered <gasps> and then he ended up losing re-election because i that's our albatross you can't come back from yeah um uh, unless you're Kennedy. Yeah. um yeah true (laughs) but uh you know what's so funny is like this is fucking why people want to drain the swamp because this shit sounds fucking wild to us but like isn't this exactly what people are talking about (laughs) i mean this is like the norm right i i think well it's interesting i think that there are different ways that people um that the like that specifically the house of representatives works but one of the ways that it works is that it's like feudalism in a way where they where these people get elected and then they build these little kingdoms in their district where Uh they're just funneling money and they're and they're doing lots of like all they do in congress they don't have any policy that they care about they don't actually stand for it they just want they want um a b1 bomber factory to get built in their district so that they get reelected. i hate to say this but if you are 
running for public office and you were a quarterback at one point i'm not gonna i'm gonna assume it's because you like the you like the position and not because there was a cause that you felt that no something you needed to act on it's QB1 syndrome, of, man. That's what I call QB1 it syndrome. It's QB1 syndrome. <laughs> it's what the House of Representatives is a circus, man. I mean, it's just it's just full of like because it's very different than senators, where you have to be one of the two most, um, in theory, you have to be mm-hmm. one of the two most respectable, qualified people in your state, no matter the size of the state. This like that's yeah. a, a tall task but in a lot of these mid to large size states there are these districts that are complete wastelands in a lot of respects and Mm -hmm. so then you end up having um you having having a congressman who the the reason that they continue to get reelected is because they've created a fiefdom in their district they Mm -hmm. run it as a king the way you would in the holy roman empire and they get kickbacks into their district and it's all just it's just um trans transferring funds from one place to another um so yeah welcome to trafficking to the world yeah still the world right um trafficking goes to prison uh in 2002 he runs for re-election from pre or not re-election because he got from prison but he from prison he's one of the only people to ever run for federal office while incarcerated um (laughs) that is that is the uh, most ted bundy shit i've ever heard (laughs) yeah it rocks he he was a full-on sociopath um he let's see uh he entered federal corrections he served his first 17 months wherever um he was put in solitary confinement almost immediately after arrival for uh-huh. incitement of a riot after he told a guard, people can't hear you, speak up. Um, I, I don't really know how that incites a riot, but he, he did. That's at least what that the Wikipedia article yeah, says. Um, that tracks. Uh, and then he wouldn't allow a single visitor during his seven years. He said he didn't want <gasps> anyone to see him. Uh, and he was released on September 2nd, 2009 at age 68. Uh, while in prison, he received support from neo-Nazi David Duke. Of yep. course, he did. Uh, again, yeah, tracks. Um, Duke posted a letter written by Trafficking stated that he was targeted by the United States Department of Justice for, among other things, defending Ivan the Terrible. Um, and this is great. Trafficking also claimed in the letter that he knew facts about Waco, Ruby Ridge, Pan Am Flight 103, Jimmy Hoffa, and the John F. Kennedy assassination. It's all connected. <laughs> actually, it did get That's, me thinking because yeah. because like I I don't I don't actively allow myself to think about um, government overreach as a real threat just because mm-hmm. I I just can't. But like, it's an easy and there's a very baseline, easily wrong mis- like hole to go yeah, down. Yeah. There's yeah. a baseline like 0.5% of of my mind capacity where I'm like, yeah, that could be true. It, yeah, CIA killed killed Kennedy. I believe it. I believe it. Yeah. You know, it's all connected. I mean, yeah. this but that requires accepting a different reality than the like the matrix reality that I comfortably live in you know <laughs> you know and it's a matrix reality but you want it to be your matrix reality yeah if it's gonna it's be like, a matrix reality well it like in the matrix well 
The steak still tastes fucking good, man. It yeah. still tastes good, and like it honestly opens way. More. I'm not. I'm not ready. I hate to fight how much that. more. How much more convinced I am in that scene every time I watch that movie. I go, dude, mm-hmm. he's not fucking right. Wrong. Like I like a good steak, dude. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so he yeah he said he knew all this stuff. He that's who a, knows. That's fucking. It's <laughs> a set it, of events. Sorry, he he was released from prison uh, on September 2nd, 2009. Uh, His supporters welcomed him home. uh, 1,200 supporters welcomed him home at a banquet with an Elvis impersonator and a trafficant lookalike contest. Welcome home Jimbo was printed on t-shirts. I looked online. I was trying to find a t-shirt. I couldn't find one. That would be be a piece of memorabilia. That would be... I would not be able to wear it on account of the anti-semitism that is implied but um and then he said he said i think it's time to tell the fbi and the irs that this is our country and we're tired tired of the pressure tired of the political targeting tired of a powerful central government that is crippling america uh in 2010 he ran for re-election on the platform to appeal the 16th amendment uh which uh, is not one that people regularly ask to get repealed, but it makes sense in his um, kind of voix. It was passed yeah, in 1905. Yeah. It gave Congress the power to collect income tax. Uh, so that's the one. Can't have that one. Um, and then finally, as you might have guessed, Trafficant's life came to an untimely death in a tractor accident uh, in 2014. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. He no was, fucking way. He was driving a tractor uh, into a barn, and it flipped over, and he asphyxiated underneath the pressure of the tractor. <gasps> that, that is not is too much better than dying on the toilet. No. <laughs> yeah. Good one. Oh, wow. What a life. Yeah. Something else, right? The 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 context thing is hilarious because I simultaneously feel like he's he was maybe ten like twenty years early, like if he was alive right now and at an oh age God. where he could be practicing, like doing fucking shit, like he would fit right the fuck in, dude. Yeah, no, he definitely Trumpian. Um, yeah, the. And I do think, yeah, like the 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 core of populist of populism mm-hmm. has this kind of like wacky vibe to it. It, it inevitably does because mm-hmm. there is there is a sense of like um, vulgarity and um, uh, sticking your nose up at like at. Um, courtesy or discipline or any of this stuff you know like that's part of the being a politician for the common man um but i i don't really understand why populism so often veers into anti-semitism uh Uh, i mean i can tell you it's like if look at the populism it depends it depends on (laughs) where, where you are and who's who the populace is so I guess uh, going back to what we were talking about, like I don't know how we got on the subject of kind of like why do people like him or, or what is 
right, right. So right. on the talk page, um, there this person posted, I have a problem with Jim Traficant being included under Wicket Project criminal biography. Okay. Jim Traficant is not a criminal. He has done so many good things for our part of Ohio over the years. He is a political prisoner. And more information about his unfair unfair trial before Judge Leslie Brooks Wells and mm-hmm. hearing hearings before Congress should be posted in the article. Steve La Tourette was instrumental instrumental in this too. Getting rid of trafficking was a political decision and should be treated as such. I mean, so, it's like in this year, twenty twenty, or the year of our Lord twenty twenty, like that defense. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything to me anymore. I have a to hard me, time. Yeah, yeah. It just like doesn't mean anything. Like it's just like okay, anyone will say that about anyone. Yeah. No. Exactly. I mean, everyone's a hero or a villain. Everyone's whoever a you fucking ask. Hero. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, his, the people that voted for him generally had their lives improved by him, especially at that time in Ohio. Yeah. This is a good, um, so someone responded, and this is very Wikipedia, I think. It says, doing, in quotations, good or popular anything, anyway, things in, for his district and being a criminal are hardly mutually exclusive. Yeah. As for being a political prisoner, got a cite for that. And then someone else said, uh, what qualifies as sufficient citation for being a political prisoner? Every political prisoner in history has had some trumped up charges levied against him, so the imprisoning government could say that he's not a political prisoner. Certainly there are many who assert that trafficking is one, but where does Wikipedia draw the line? Which, all right, this is actually a great like lead into something I've been thinking about a That's lot with yeah. Wikipedia and with all this. I, I think Jim Trafficking is almost certainly guilty of racketeering and right. like tax evade. Like, I mean, look stuff. at his it's fucking just, face. His resume and his fucking face, yeah. <laughs> But it is extremely difficult to convey and disseminate, quote unquote, the truth. Right. The way that Wikipedia is attempting to do mm-hmm. when... Because they have to make with, judgment calls. And how do you stay yeah. objective and, and make judgment calls on categorizing things? I think we're almost going to get into a conversation about like the fucking fundamental flaw of how we as human beings try to fucking categorize everything. Right. Yeah. Well, and and that's why a lot of um, politicians, Wikipedia pages end up being really, really boring and not substantial at all is because Mm -hmm. it ends up just being, they were elected this time and they won this percentage of the vote. Then they were elected this year and won this. And there's nothing about who they are or the things that shaped them or what they even like, tried to do right it's very it's very interesting it's a hard line to toe and it's it's very hard to get any sort of understanding of what the past is like when you have to be so um beholden to this concept of objective truth i'm not saying that wikipedia should behave any differently but uh that life is so colorful and only someone as wild as this guy can have a colorful page when in reality, like, there are so many, 
subtleties to to anyone. It's very interesting. I don't know. That is interesting. This guy sure did live a life. <laughs> and to think how many more people lived, like how many more politicians, especially in the 20th century, especially after the Second World War through, you know, uh, 9-11, like how many more uh, politicians like lived more similarly to this than we would ever probably, you know, will people will ever know. Right. Moving forward. This guy's wow. This guy seems like just the most movie movie politician I've ever seen. I mean, his hair is wild. I will say, like, especially because there's so many politicians, even directly connected to his page, that have scandals or are weird or whatever. He and you know the the anti-Semitism stuff aside, is the most engaging. I don't want to say likable because I think that that implies right. too much like positive, but I found myself being like, why do people, why did people like this? How did this guy get reelected nine times? He's so weird. Uh, but there's a charm to him for sure. Yes, Even in his Wikipedia page, it's, there's something weirdly. It's that shit people talk about where like CEOs and fucking murderers, serial killers like have some yeah. brain functions like 20th century American, like powerful Americans, which I'm sure like every, everywhere else at any other point, there was a way their brains ticked that just fucking they did it. I mean, the, yeah. the fact that he defended himself successfully. Yeah, it's crazy simultaneously shows me that and then just like yeah like so many rubes around him that he was just like yeah i can fucking yeah i can totally. pull this off yeah no absolutely functioning on a different wavelength yeah like he i mean maybe one might call it being a sociopath but uh yeah there are diagnoses for this but yeah pretty pretty interesting life um all right well, that's Jim Trafkin. I'm gonna go grab another beer, and then I'll be I'll be back for for yours. All right. Sound good? All right. Yeah. Meundies. If you want to hear about meundies, or if you want to buy meundies, you're more than welcome to come buy meundies. Just hit me up. Don't hit up the podcast. Just hit me up, Alex Virgil, to get meundies. All right. Let's do it. All right. Okay. You know what's funny about what you were saying about fiefdoms and uh, fucking um, feudalism and all this shit? Because, okay. The title of the page that started me on this is The Other World Kingdom. Ooh. Okay. All right. Frequently abbreviated OWK. The Other World Kingdom is a large commercial BDSM and femdom facility, resort, and micronation, which opened in 1996 using the buildings and grounds of a 16th century chateau located in a municipality that I cannot pronounce in the Czech Republic. Whoa. Although not recognized by any other country, it maintains its own currency, passports, police force, courts state flag and state hymn my mind is blown I mean, this is this is a full yeah this is a full micronation 
that uh, operated. And not only that, it is considered one of the most legitimate of micro micro nations have a have a uh, reputation of either being just kind of the delusional dream of a single person, mm-hmm. or uh, just like some you know means to pull off some kind of financial scam. Um, <laughs> but this one is a full BDSM and specifically femdom, which is the interesting <laughs> part to me. Um, that is considered like one of the most legitimate to have ever existed, at least in modern times. Uh, it was officially founded in June 1st, 1996 and was open to visitors by the spring of 1997. Very specific wow. demographic of visitors. It provides a dominance and submission environment of a size and consistency not available at any other facility in the world. The other world kingdom styles itself as a matriarchy where women sure. rule. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, femdom, yeah, that, that works. Yeah. Um, and it also has a strong BDSM and female dominance themes. The state's goal, and this is in quotations, the state's goal is to get as many male creatures under the unlimited rule of superior women on as much territory as possible. I fucking love it. So ambitious. Okay, wait. I have to say, I have to ask real quick. I'm very curious whether uh, this was founded by a man or a woman, because that will tell me whether this is real pervy or Mm -hmm. rad as hell. The OWK is supposedly ruled by Queen Patricia I, an absolute monarch whose coronation took place on May 30th and 31st, 1997. It was her idea. She is a dominatrix herself. She had seen other places and thought she didn't like the fact that... So femdom is a very, like, inverting uh, gender norms, kind of like... But it's still fantastical in the sense that once people leave the premises, uh, they go back to their normal gender roles, Um, Hmm. you know, which obviously is largely male dominated. And so Queen Patricia uh, very specifically thought she, you know what, she wants to she wants to create a uh, a nation where this can just this will just be. Whoa. It's like creating like an alternate reality, just paradigm shift in the middle of the Czech Republic. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead, but like, are there are there people who are like living most of their life in this micro nation? So there, there, there were. Okay. So as is the case with most micro nations, it immediately shuttered uh, for like you know, kind of like local political reasons and like financial reasons. Yeah, um, but it is still like an established place that people can go to where there are events and things like that. Like it still exists. Ah, uh, okay. But but there was definitely a period of time when it did very much feel like there were citizens. Um, there there were classes and people fit into the classes and lived mostly full time. Uh, but there were too many people that would come at certain times and try to do that, and then eventually. They weren't able to sustain it to the point where not enough people came to yeah. live. Um, but there were, like, classes um, to become a citizen. When only women were citizens. So below the queen was a series of different classes. The first was the sublime ladies, or lady citizens, who formed the kingdom's nobility. 
and they were all dominatrixes, dominatrices. Uh, to become a citizen, a woman had to fulfill certain criteria. You have to reach the age of consent. You have the ownership of at least one male slave, obeying <laughs> the principles and laws of the kingdom, and then sending sending in an application for citizenship and spending at least five nights in the area of Queen's Palace. So in the palace. Wow. And then there were subjects. That The next class was subjects. These are men who followed the kingdom's laws, obey the queen and pay her taxes, but have some rights, such as freedom to travel, own property, and deal with such property, have children, change employment, blah, 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 blah. There's some, like, human rights that they were given. Yeah. The lowest class is the slave class, mm-hmm. which for the first time ever, I don't feel bad saying out loud. This was a male class who had forfeited all rights, were property of the queen or sublime ladies and were considered to be on the level of a normal farm animal. Jeez. So this is when I hopped, this is when I said the wiki page is not doing enough. I hopped to this uh, article that was written on good.is by a gar- guy named Mark Hay. Um, but this is kind of part of his like personal testimony. Bright and early one s- Saturday morning in June 2000, Around 25 men scuttled down a castle stairway into the long corridor of a stable, each buck naked save for a ragged pair of shoes, neck collar, and a set of clanking leg irons. They tripped and stumbled as a line of imperious, gorgeous young women clad in leather fetish gear came them with a gauntlet of long rods. Suddenly, the men burst forth into the warm, sunny air and started to fan out scattering across an open two-acre field as normal farm animals are wont to do yeah then quick on their heels about 35 new women likewise clad in domination get-ups marched out after the men carrying with them rods riding crops and and dozens of eggs (laughs) as the shackled men scrambled through muddy ponds trying and failing to climb little hillocks the hillocks the women lit after them hurling eggs left and right. Every time a cold, hard shell smacked into the soft flesh of one of the running men, he stopped, turned, and crawled back in, back to the woman who'd pegged him, sometimes licking or kissing her boots before being dragged back into a holding pen. Oh my god. So it's like a full, you know... It just... I, I mean, good on these people, like, exploring their fetish to the point that it becomes their lifestyle... It sounds yeah. exhausting to me, like really, like scary, exhausting. I'm like hyperventilating a little bit thinking about it. Well, so what's what's kind of funny but, is, but I guess, oh no, keep going, yeah. Well, I, you know, there's like a lot more that I can, I can describe that I, I, I think people can imagine. Yeah, people can picture what else was happening, but apparently, the. Uh, the Czech dominatrix known as Patricia, who became Queen Patricia I, uh, was especially sketchy about the business side of the OWK. Sure, sure. As you do. Uh, no one spoken to could tell this uh, writer or uh, you know this, this guy where the money for the kingdom came from, although there were murmurs here and there that the Russians were involved somehow. Like very on par. Uh, and even peop- even with people trying to do business with her, um, 
like Lady Femina, who seems to be a very high-ranking person, <laughs> and Patricia's slave, Tony. Uh, even for them, Patricia could be haughty and closed off. Uh, <laughs> and Lady Femina says, I think that mit- mistresses tend to be a bit egotistical, as you can imagine, and she took that to the nth degree. I think that she rubbed some people wrong. Yeah, she's the queen of a dominatrix micronation. Like, of course, she is going to have a little bit of an ego. Yeah, so whose fault is it for, like, her being like, yeah, I'm doing what this nation was built to do. Or people who are like, hey, you can't be dominating us the way you do. I guess the the beautiful thing about it is that, like, this is um, people creating social hierarchies by choice rather than every moment and nation in the history of humanity that has Mm -hmm. created them um in oppressive ways you know right i think it's like the more interesting version of the stanford prison experiment in the sense that like the reason femdom exists is like even in the bdsm community apparently uh a (laughs) large from what i've heard uh from what i've read um a large percentage of the domi- dominating personalities are still male, and a lot of subs are female. And so femdom is very specifically an inversion of that. Um, mm-hmm. Which I think, if you're dominatrix, like, it, it, it requires a certain amount of, like, being fed up with the normal gender norms. And so to go in with that, uh, which could crassly be described as a chip on your shoulder, and also in a place where you you're doing that 24 seven. Um, so that was part of, that was part of the, uh, downfall was, yeah. uh, going by the accounts of some slaves and dominatrices. Uh, some of the slaves were treated in such a cruel manner that they were just getting gruel for food. They were getting held in the cages, maybe with three inches of cold water. It was more concentration campish. And a lot of the slaves were even in this sort of concentration camp garb, which I found particularly in bad taste. The slaves were getting ill. It was quickly Yikes. turned into a yeah. That's a good for prison. Yeah, yeah. That's a great. That's a great um, uh, analogy. Uh, it it definitely that that fetish. Not that that it requires people to go back to normal gender norms. Right. Because, like, gender norms as they exist already are, like, um, hairy and and built on false premises, like, on false foundation. But uh, you can't... I don't think anyone can... Even if they are an appreciator of that fetish, can can exist in that forever. You can't exist in anything, any stimulation... Like no. no, no matter what it is, like you can't exist with that forever, and so that sounds horrifying. Like actually, kind of a nightmare. <laughs> Even if you like, it sounds awful. Um, wow. Oh my. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And at this point, my wiki hole takes a sh- sh- sharp left, hard left, because I was like, "What I need to know is about this Queen Patricia." I was like, "I'm curious. I'm curious." So I look up Queen Patricia. Very difficult to find anything about her. Which, um, anonymity is a thing that, uh, dominatrix, dominatrixes, uh, try to maintain. So it was very difficult to find her. Um, but I did find another Queen Patricia, an entirely different Queen Patricia. Wow. 
who is the queen of another micronation, an entirely unrelated micronation. So I thought what? this was going to be a very heavily BDSM trip. No, yeah. this was a micronation trip. And Oh. And, <laughs> yeah, so I was like, oh my god, micronations is a thing. So at this point, I hop off. I am forced off of regular Wikipedia into micronations Wikipedia, micro wiki, <laughs> which is an entire thing that exists run by this guy named Jonathan Austin, who was born in 94. So he's like younger than us. Um, but he is an English micronationalist <laughs> who founded and presently runs the micronation of Austinasia. Oh um, and he has become an influential member of the micronational community, stemming in part from his role as site owner of MicroWiki. Oh my god! <laughs> so it all comes back. But okay, so this kingdom run by another. So there's two Queen Patricias. This Queen Patricia is the uh, queen of the kingdom of Ceruleus, a micronation based in the United States of America. Okay, cool. The kingdom is ruled by His Majesty King Louis and governed by Sir Jack the First, which is his son. And the nation consists of a house in California named Opulentus and okay. another house located in Maryland named Conculius. Uh, and this, and what's so funny is like coming straight off of the other world kingdom, uh, this place just seems super chill. It was super nice. Just like some dude who like for one of his birthdays when he was old decided he wanted to be a king and then his family indulged him. <laughs> yep, yep. That sounds about right. So uh <coughs> Opulentus, the capital city of the micronation of uh Ceruleus, is located in San Diego, California. No way. Absolutely. Is um, there a neighborhood? I I haven't found like a specific neighborhood. Um but I'm going to look it up. Kingdom of Ceruleus. But it's like got like some of the cutest. Hold on. Do they have good branding? It's got some of the Yes, they kind of do. Like it's for me personally, it's way more um it's way more enticing than the other world kingdom. Uh Let's see. They have an entirely different calendar, which is completely based on King Louis, so I'm not even going to bother with that. But <laughs> um, they celebrate... <laughs> it's so funny. Just remember that this is just like a micronation in San Diego. They celebrate... Yeah. Uh, Ceruleus celebrates 18 official holidays, including oh New, Year, New Year's Day, which is actually on the uh, spring equinox, okay. Day of Good Heat, which is just the summer solstice, day of good harvest, which is just the fall equinox, and day of good freezing, which, you guessed it, is just the winter solstice. Oh my god. Um, they have Cerulean Independence Day, which is December 22nd, and then they celebrate Christmas, uh, and I did say 18 official holidays, the rest are just everyone else, everyone's birthday. Of course, yeah, yeah. Of you, course. you got it. You got it. Oh my god. Yeah. It's just this is just a fun game to play with your family. It's That's the best cute. part of my micronations is it's just yeah. it's just kind of a cool, fun thing that you get to do with your family. And, and be the, real weird yeah, behind closed yeah, doors. Because you pick everything. The national anthem is classical gas by Mason Williams, which to me, if you listen to that song, it makes for a wonderful national anthem. 
That's a fucking, that's a great walk-up song <laughs> for your entire oh micronation. So so much so that it was used in the fifth episode of The Queen's Gambit, Gambit on Netflix. Um, I gotta watch that still. I've heard it's uh, good. I, I have heard it's good. I really do want to watch it. Um, uh, okay, the food section of Cerulius was my favorite. Okay. Uh, food and demographics were my two favorite. Food. Cerulius has an interesting and developing cuisine. Hugely oh influenced by the neighboring United States of America. <laughs> Many foods and drinks have nonetheless developed uniquely, such as the Cerulean Punch, which is the national drink, which is lemonade mixed with Clementine Izzy, and the national dish Dorito Eggs, <laughs> which is scrambled eggs with some crumbled Doritos mixed in during cooking. That's the national drink of the national food. And I'm like, yo, I would party there in a second. <laughs> I just, I I think that it's like, it's, it's nice. It's a little bit twee and it's kind of mm-hmm. cute, but it's also like, I, there's something that's like kind of hurting my heart. Like there's something deeply sad it's a about little it all. It's too thought out. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like too cute. I don't know what to, what, what to put on it because, because at the end of the day, everybody has family and we all have traditions our own, but we didn't. We're not larping on a. Yeah. I don't know. Migrated. There's something. There's something really strange about. I mean, obviously, but it's yeah. very. Oh, I mean, I, I mean, there's an image of Coronation Day when King Louis is being coronated, and it's just like his grandchild putting a nice, a nice, like, uh. You know, robe. What was what did kings wear? Capes. Those big yeah. fucking whatever over him, and it looks cute. And I'm like, that's adorable that they did that for his birthday. But then I look at how much they've established. There's, there are nine ministries. There's a ministry of defense, a ministry of interior, a ministry of treasury, commerce, justice, health, human services, foreign relations, and agriculture. So, all right, so I which is, I had to go yeah. to the Wikipedia page. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I do want to call out the human demographic makeup of the kingdom of Cerulius is, cur- <laughs> is so fucking good. It's so good. Currently 91.7% white, yeah. 11 citizens, 8.3% Asian, <laughs> one citizen. That's a pretty good, that's a pretty good representa- Asian representation in that country. That's honestly way better than Iowa. So 8.3%. Sure, it's just one person. And then 0% black, 0% Hispanic, yeah. 0% other. Which adds up to a total of 12 human citizens, not counting the four non-human citizens, who make up 25% of the populace. Populace just... spelled wrong. Oh, oh my god. It's limitless. <sighs> I'm going to spend way too much time on this micro-nations Wikipedia site tonight. Yeah, the what really rounds out the demographics... Thing is that they had to add this sentence. Ceruleans also have a diverse amount of backgrounds. Remember, 91.7% white, 8.3% Asian. They have a diverse amount of backgrounds with ancestors hailing from England, Wales, Ireland, Austria, Poland, Russia, Slovakia, and South Korea. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is just like who who married into the family. That's wonderful. Oh my wonderful. god, it's so good. And does, does he or she love it or absolutely hate it and did she did he or she know beforehand wait question how did you find this specific oh is this queen queen patricia this is I was queen looking patricia. for a different queen patricia oh, a different God. micronation 
Oh my god. Oh, poor... Honestly, Queen Patricia, does she understand that she is not... You know, it's like... It's like being, like, not the 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 Louis or the George from uh, antiquity as, like, the one that everybody knows. Like, you're not Henry VIII, man. I'm sorry. You're not the Queen Patricia that everybody knows about in the Micronation world. Yeah, but... I mean, I found I found her quicker than I found Queen Patricia of other other world kingdom. I wonder if she has an issue with that. If she's like that damn other Patricia. Yeah, I wonder if she think. has made the. I have a feeling. I'm looking at this page. It looks very much like King. Um, let's see, King Louis. Yeah, thinks this is fun, but the real the real governing force behind all oh. of this is prince uh shoot where uh, is he? sir sir henry and sir jack sir jack yeah sir jack yeah. is quite clearly um uh quite clearly the one that has oh. been i just clicked on sir jack sir jack yeah. is um is a kid yeah 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 exactly he was born in 2002 maybe this he was all his idea absolutely all his idea sir jack which, has created in which case good for him also yeah, good on him don't take it too far, buddy. Yeah, so Got a long life ahead of you. Yeah. Well, the fact that he appears to be 18 years old now and hasn't updated his uh, picture on his micro wiki site, I'm hoping that. I'm hoping that this was a phase. <laughs> oh man, Sir Jack, I hope your friends don't find this. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, it's um, so good. Starting in late '84, which is not 1984, it's. Uh, whatever their thing is uh sir jack took a more serious look on micronationalism when he established the principality of judlandia uh oh okay i see the, so he was the one that created it. he's okay the so it is it okay it is kind of cute but <laughs> man for a second i was like holy shit <laughs> it explains dorito eggs <laughs> <laughs> And I'm honestly impressed that he picked classical gas as like the national anthem. Honestly, I hope this micronation really. I hope in a few years you're no longer living in San Diego, but you're living in occupied Ceruleus. Yeah, I mean, I hope Sir Jack can find himself to the other world kingdom. Is really what I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe Queen Patricia is the same Queen Patricia. It's possible. You know, it's, it's not very possible. Or what it's... if what if Sir Jack set up a marriage? Uh, marriage between king lewis and queen patricia to uh you know for political purposes (laughs) as an (laughs) as an allyship between the two micronations oh my god um but yeah i was so i was dying by myself when my wiggy hole took just like the funniest (laughs) most wholesome left yeah absolutely the most wholesome turn from the bdsm yeah i was looking at this page going there's nothing about bdsm it's just doritos (laughs) dorito eggs dorito eggs oh my god yeah but that's good stuff i was pretty stoked on that one that's a fun one and i hope one of you starts a micronation i really do because it sounds like a lot of fun whether you're into bdsm or you're a kid it's for everyone yeah, I uh, I really hope if any of our listeners do 
start their own micronation that were invited to the holy days. Uh, better. I better MC the coronation. Yeah, seriously. And there better be Dorito eggs. There better be. I'm going to try Dorito eggs soon because that sounds great. That sounds fun. I like the Doritos Locos tacos, so. Yeah, it, yeah. Put some put something else in it. That's my thing is I hope he puts some other stuff in it. Um, Because there's a world of possibility there. Um, There is a one-man police department consisting solely of Sir Henry I, which is a little bit scary. <laughs> Does he have his own page? Um, he, do- he doesn't have his own page because Sir Jack is making sure he doesn't get the throne, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sir Jack also serves as Prime Minister, I see. This is this is some advice for young Sir Henry and Sir Jack. Uh, don't blind each other. Don't castrate each other. And don't hire people to come out of the toilet and kill your brother. That's Wait, all I can say. I do have to add that there's only one... They only have diplomatic relationships with one other micronation. <gasps> Pretty impressive. Uh, but... Despite the poor foreign relations, Cerulius currently recognizes all 193 UN members plus Taiwan, Kosovo, and the Vatican. I love so, that. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, I will say that Palestine is um, mm. glaringly missing. Um, Uh-oh. But, uh, well, you know, there's, there's, there's some 20th century history behind that then. You know, yeah. Maybe there were... Honestly, compared to Jim Trafficant, <laughs> yeah, no, they, they they've got a ways to go before they become a Jim Trafficant. But maybe that's <laughs> this is just the we're pivoting to a podcast where we just uh, consult and advise micronations. <laughs> <laughs> um, put Palestine on that list if you really want to get a head up. If you really want to beat the curve, hey, you want to make some noise, or you want to make some noise, huh? Exactly. You know, trying to get into that macro macro world. Oh my god, we we could start just we could have a micronation of the of the episode. That would be amazing. I mean, there's okay. only one micronation in the Pacific Northwest. Which... Is there is there a random article button on the micronation Wikipedia? Oh, there's category micronation, oh, North American there, micronations. Well, okay, so on micronations.wiki there is a random article button. <gasps> oh, there is. There is. Okay. Yep. All right. This has been added. It's been added to our show. All right. If we go silent for the next twenty minutes, this is, <laughs> this is why. Um, Alexander Glushko. I'm already in. All right, Verge. Is that um? Is that all we got for today? Probably I, right. I think that's enough. That was a good set of laughs for me. Man, that's good stuff. Uh, well, hey, thank you all for listening. Um. We are the Hegelian Friendship Simulator. Uh, We are available if you want to reach us through Gmail. Uh, We are there, Hegelian Friendship Simulator at gmail.com. Please let us know how much you love the show. Uh, If you have any any good leads on Wikipedia articles. If you want to come on the show and you're an expert in something, even a semi-expert, like, but if you have like a title, we'll yeah. we'll, we'll take you. Yeah. Um, Especially if that thing of expertise is uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, you know, yeah, totally. And if you are an editor, uh, if you have ever edited a Wikipedia page, and not like, um, like 
prank editing. Yeah, not like I don't um, care about that as much. Unless you do it Mike prolific. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. If you're an expert troll on that shit, though, yeah. If you do it prolifically, like it, we'll we'll talk about it. Um, and then please follow us on Twitter, Hegel's friend Sim, yeah. and then um, we just started an Instagram page too because yes. uh, we don't know anyone on Twitter. So uh, yep. follow us either place if you want to get updates on when the show is going to re- get released. Uh, I think Mondays around noon is what we're shooting for, though, for right now, once a week. It's the most, like, late 20s normie thing. Like, we don't know. No one's on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> none of our friends are politically engaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're the only ones listening so yeah i hope all of you listening feel a little bit bad about yourselves because you're not on twitter that's right we don't need to see your meal anymore on instagram no more please do follow our podcast uh page on instagram says the most like prolific male instagram photo (laughs) poster i know yeah Yeah. but they're good sometimes i get some good stuff and if I'm, you want, if you want some good taco recommendations in Southern California, you know, follow John Nichols. We'll do an episode about it. Yeah, we probably will. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Hey, signing out. Signing out. Boop, boop, boop. See ya. Boop, 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 boop.